Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And as we begin 2022, we're on episode 131 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And as always, if you listen to the podcast, just take a few minutes to invite someone to listen, post on Facebook, Twitter, text, just call them on the phone or tell them about it in Life Connection Group or wherever you are. So people still call people on the phone? Is that a thing? The the seniors do. (laughs) I would rather talk on the phone. I still pick up the phone quite a bit. If if I know... I, I, you know, my philosophy, my philosophy on texting is, is for information, not conversation. Exactly. That's exactly so right. I will pick up the phone in a heartbeat and call someone before I have a detailed conversation on text. I'm not going to do it. I'm you not ever gonna, gotten, you've ever gotten text six, six inches long. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you're going, I, uh, I need and, to call when them. When I get one, I immediately pick up, pick up the phone and call typically because yeah. I, I just can't handle that. Yeah. That's a little over the top, yeah. but anyway, eh. people do call. So maybe I'm kind of getting old like you, Trey. Maybe so. Hmm. You're like, uh. You're like uh, 68, 69 now. <laughs> a you, long way from you, there. You jumped a, a lot in the last couple there. of years. But it's, it's man, I'm middle-aged. That's And my middle-aged showed last night, man. I, I was that? up late. Oh, and you're hurting this morning. I was up late. It's about 1 o'clock this morning because I was watching I was Georgia. Ask, why were you up late? Georgia win the first national championship in 40 years. I was two years old the last time Georgia won national championship. I have no recollection of it whatsoever. I was a sophomore in college, and I remember watching that oh, yeah? ball game. Yep. I had yeah. good friends that Herschel were Georgia Walker fans. Vince Dooley, yeah. those were the days, man. I like Vince. I like both of them. Those are great guys. So that last night was a, a, a great night. Yeah. You know what it feels like because Clemson won a couple times here recently. Yeah. And yeah, it's good. It is good. The only thing I don't like about the Natty is that. Unless you win, you're depressed for the rest of the <laughs> off season. You know, I really don't get depressed about it. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those fans that I'm a, I'm a big fan, but not a hyper fan. If that makes any sense. I, I you know do. what I'm saying? I, like, I, I don't. I'm not really depressed. I watch I'm, the I'm games. I listen but, to some sports talk radio here and there, but I don't get into all the stats and all oh, the. Yeah. I can't tell you who the recruiting class is, and I mean, I just don't have time for that stuff. I love watching it, mm-hmm. and I love talking about it, and I love you know listening to a little talk radio. But I'm, if they lose, eh, it really doesn't affect my life a whole lot. You know. <laughs> I like to see him win. About, it's, well, it does. It's rough for the first thirty yeah, minutes. For, so yeah, every time because it's disappointing. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and I be honest with you, Trey, I didn't go in with the highest of expectations last night because Alabama's beaten us like forty-five times in the last two years. I know. You know, so it's tough. So it was a. It's really cool. I mean, Georgia boy, right? The Braves win the World Series. The Bulldogs yeah, this is win all the national about Georgia championship. This year. I mean, it's, it's a Man. it's a good year. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought when we Man, started? If you don't believe there is a God, you should believe now. Amen. Right. If it can happen in Atlanta and, and it can happen yeah. in uh, Georgia, at Georgia, you, yeah. Uga, yeah. then it can happen yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So it's, it's a good God day. is real. It, that's right. That's right. It was fun. But anyway, I'm a little tired. Well, praise the Lord. We're glad you're here this morning, brother. And I am not tired because I went and watched the highlights this morning instead of staying up late. So you so. didn't watch the whole game, huh? I watched till. I thought they were going to lose, and I said, I'm going to bed. I'm not going to watch yeah, this again. Yeah, I thought again. they were, too. I was the depressed. last, you know, 10 minutes or so, they started to turn it on. And- yep. But anyway, here we are, and we're uh, 
on our podcast talking about uh, some interesting things that are going to help you in your in your walk. So yeah. get the word out. Let people know. We want people to understand biblical principles and how to use those in their everyday life. Well, Pastor, I've found that people most of the time don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I know that's a little... That's a good line, uh, Pops. Yeah, but, you know, it's a meme sort of thing. But but the reality is true. They want to know you care. And we can, we can have all the theological background, biblical background, everything else, and give them all these high, holy-sounding little phrases that we use, you know. Yeah. But until they see the care, uh, I think that, that that is what begins to help them work through the situation. So today, I think we're going to be talking about how to give God the counsel. Yeah. And uh, I think the key to key word there is not just the word counsel, because, you know, a lot of people give counsel. Yeah. And uh, in my opinion, most of it's wrong. Yeah. But we need to look at that word godly. Yeah. How, how do, do we give, give godly, that godly counsel, counsel, godly advice, godly encouragement, whatever yes. you want to call yeah. it. Um, here's reality. So what I've noticed over the past couple of years during this pandemic that never ends mm-hmm. is that it really has caused a lot of discouragement. Wow. It's yes. Caused a lot. Of, I mean, just everybody's just tense right now because mm-hmm. you, you just don't know what's going to happen from day to day, right? If your kid's going to get quarantined from school, if you're going to get the COVID, if you're going to, you know, lose your job. I mean, it's just been a lot of extra stress and pressure. Yes, there is. And I think I even said it to our church family. Um, when we had our annual meeting this past week, I, I've probably done more counseling over these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I've done a long time mm-hmm. uh, just because people are, are, you know, trying to figure life out. You know, I know my own family, we're trying to figure life out. What does it look like to live in this world right now where there's so much craziness and uncertainty and, and to see people that are dealing with depression and anxiety, uh, marital issues, issues with their children. I mean, it's just been, it's been a tough couple of years, you know, and, and trying to help people process what's going on from a biblical worldview and with their eyes on Jesus, walking by faith has, has been a challenge. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, it's it's likely, whether it's a COVID world or whatever the case may be, if you're a follower of Jesus, faithfully walking with him, it's likely that at some point in your Christian journey, you're going to have an opportunity to give someone godly advice, mm-hmm. to encourage, to bless, to, uh, to counsel. And I want you to be able to do that well, you know, um, because people need good godly counsel. Amen. And like you said, said Trey, I mean, oftentimes, um, we have good intentions, mm-hmm. but we don't often give the best counsel and just kind of stepping back and thinking about, okay, how do, when I, when I come across someone who's hurting, who is looking for some encouragement and hope and have an opportunity to speak into their lives, some truth and some helpful words, how do I do it? Well, amen. Now, and just to lay it out and I, I, we get, gotta get moving because we got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. <laughs> I am not a counselor. Yeah. And you aren't either. either. I'm not a therapist. I don't claim to be. Uh, I don't, don't want to be. I enjoy giving biblical counsel. I think over the years I've grown in my ability and in my desire to want to sit down with people and give good biblical counsel. But, you know, um, just I even know my own uh, counseling. I, I have some limitations. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that too. But I, 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 oh, just over the years, these are some things that I've learned. Mm-hmm. These are just personal reflections that I've learned over the years that I think are helpful when I'm giving counsel to people. All right. Well, let's jump right in since we do have a lot to go over. And let's talk about got nine ways, nine ways so that's a lot. to give godly counsel. Okay. First one, know that you are not the Holy Spirit. Yep. That's a big one. That's a big one. Because, not- and, and the reason why I say that is, is because, you know, especially if you're like me and the kind of personality that God has given me and Trey, I think you're probably pretty similar in this regard as well. When someone comes to me with an issue, what I want to see is I want to see it fixed. Exactly. I'm a fixer. I want to fix and I want to fix. I want to tell you what to do to fix it. And. But the reality is, even as 
Uh, even if I, if I think I've given the best counsel ever, mm-hmm. I can't fix anything. Right. I, I, and that's fin- not- I, I have finished and I, and then I see them go back, you know, yeah, and you say, yeah. you say, but I told them. Yeah. And know? just, just that reality too. What I've discovered over the years, 20 years of pastoral ministry, I have seen people have some tremendous victories mm, over amen. sin and, right. and things like that. But I've also counseled a lot of people over the years that walked away from, you know, conversations with me and, and nothing changed mm-hmm. because they weren't willing to uh, submit to the spirit's work in their lives. Right. And so just knowing that the, the, the job of change uh, is done by the spirit of God, that I I don't have the ability like to change people. I don't have the ability to fix your problems. Mm-hmm. I can I can pray with you. I can talk with you. I can give you uh, some godly counsel from Scripture. But at the end of the day, it's not my job to fix anybody, right? And so when I'm when I'm in a, a moment when I have the opportunity to speak godly counsel in someone's life, I have to remember I'm not the Holy Spirit. Exactly. It's not my job to fix you. It's not my job to to change. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the Spirit to do what only the Spirit mm-hmm. can do. And what that also does, it relieves me. Uh, from a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. right? That when I counsel someone, when I speak words of of wisdom in someone's life, if 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 they don't respond to that well, it, it's it wasn't my failure, mm-hmm. right? My job is to be faithful to help people and speak truth in their lives as God allows me to, and let the Spirit work as the Spirit desires to work. So that that helps me to remember it's not my job to to change people. I can't do that. And if 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 I give counsel and it's not received well, or people don't take that counsel, and uh, it, that that's not my that I've mm-hmm. done I've done what I'm supposed to do, right? Exactly, exactly. So not only do we know that you're not the Holy Spirit, number two is know that you don't have all the answers. Yeah, that's, that's a big, big one. right? Yeah. So with that, one, um, knowing that I'm, I'm not the Holy Spirit also helps me remember that I'm not always going to give the best counsel. Mm-hmm. As much as I want to, I, I'm human. We're falling and I'm, broken I'm going to mess some things yeah. up. I'm probably going to, at times, I, well, I know at times I've probably given some bad counsel, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm not perfect in the way that I... I have used these words I should have never said. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Now, I hope I don't do that often, but it's just, it's just bound to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm sometimes not going to give the best advice. And two, I, only God has all the answers. That's right. And only God ultimately knows what he's doing in someone's life. And only God knows how he's going to bring someone through a situation uh, where they feel like they're desperate and at their, you know, their wits end. And, and so, you know, just being honest, I don't have all the answers. And, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've even said that when I've been sitting down with people mm. and, and, and in a counseling type situation or a situation where I'm giving someone some advice or some wisdom, I'm just saying, hey, I don't know. Mm. I don't have all the answers, right? But I know the one who does, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and the best I can do is to tell you to keep your eyes on him, to walk by faith and trust in him. Sometimes that's the, the only and the best counsel I can give, right? I don't have all the answers. And, and just knowing too that, again, every situation is different. You know, someone who might come to me for, for some biblical wisdom, and I might have been through mm-hmm. the very same thing they're going through, mm-hmm. but they're still different than me. Right, they're you different personality, they're different, different situation, different family, they, whatever it is. So, so just because I've gone through the same thing mm-hmm. uh, they have gone through, it doesn't mean the way I got through it is going to be the same way they're going to get through it, if that makes any sense. And yeah. so only God knows, uh, um, you know, all things. Only God is sovereign. And and just, again, is recognizing my limitations. I'm not the Holy Spirit, and I don't have all the answers. You know, I think that we need to see ourselves as that guy that does a lot of assists. We need to be yeah. the Magic Johnson Right. Of, of count, as right. counseling. Seriously, right. we're assisting the Holy Spirit, yeah. but we're yeah. not God. We're not the Holy yeah. Spirit. Only God knows those yeah. answers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and sometimes when you assist, you mess up, you yeah. know, and so yeah. that that's just the way it is. But, be, but again, being thankful that God never does. Yeah. Right. Amen. That Praise he knows God. What he's doing. Number three, listen 
more than you speak. Yeah. So I think when someone comes to us and say, says, Hey, can I talk to you about something? I've got something going on. I just, I just want to get your perspective. Immediately we go into problem solving mode. Oh, we do. Right. Well, let me tell and, you, there's and, five and, things that, and, you know, and what happens, right. As, as somebody begins to explain to us what they're going through, mm-hmm. we're not even focusing on what they're saying. We're focusing on what we want to say to them to help them with their mess. So I'm not the only one that does that. No, we all do. As it. they're talking, I'm, you know, my yeah, mind okay, What can I say? What can I say? Yeah, what can I say? What can yeah. I say? That's terrible. It is. You That's just terrible. need to hear them. You just need to listen. Yeah. And, and and sometimes the best gift you can give someone who's going through a struggle mm. or is just a gift of your presence. Oh, I like that. You know, just to sit like there that. and just to listen. And, and because at the end of the day, I mean, as that's really a, a huge role that you play in the counseling process. The wisdom giving process is just listening. Mm-hmm. Just some people, because let's be honest. I mean, there, there, there aren't many people who are good listeners. And so when you give someone the gift of a listening ear, mm-hmm. you're giving them a real gift that they need. I mean, people want to process, they want your counsel uh, and all those kinds of things, but they, they just want you to hear them, hear mm-hmm. their hearts, hear their struggle and, 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 and know that you're with them in their struggle, that, that whole idea of, of sympathy, right? Mm-hmm. And I will say, you know, after I went through all this with my aortic dissection, I got in a place, a bad place yeah. emotionally, and I had to go to a counselor. Yeah. And you know what? He just listened to me for about two hours. Right. And right. just the You're listening. You able to get and off of your chest, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was a safe place, and a safe exactly. person. Yeah, all that's really and, important. And so, you know, I have, since then, I have been able to do that multiple times. Yeah. Just, just listen. Yeah. That's all people sometimes. Yeah. That's not all, but that is a huge part of what they need. Right. And, you know, and, and the Bible tells us this, right? In James 1, 19, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Yes, yes. Quick to listen, slow to speak. And we're we're preachers. We make our money by by, <laughs> by speaking for 45 yeah, minutes yeah, and nobody yeah, talking back yeah, to us. Yeah. And it's hard. It is difficult. It is just hard. But but it is a gift you can give someone. Amen. Number 4. Acknowledge the person's hurt. And that goes right along with listening, right? Mm-hmm. That when you are in that moment, I mean what is a big deal to someone in their hurt? might not be a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand? And you, we've all had that where yeah. you're saying, eh, it's not That's that big not a deal. That's not big of a deal. Yeah. But it is a big deal. It's a big it's deal It's a big deal to that person because yeah. they're struggling with it and they really are hurting over it. Mm-hmm. And again, we're all different. There might be something that's a big deal to you mm-hmm. that's not a big deal to somebody else. That's right. That's right. But but the whole idea of sympathy is to say, man, I acknowledge you're hurt. I hear you. Mm-hmm. You're really hurting. I'm sorry. And I want to help you through this hurt. And so, so when you think about, you know, when Job was, was hurting because mm-hmm. of everything that he was going through in the Bible and those, those friends that for a time just sat and listened and acknowledged the hurt. I mean, that, that's just huge that you not only listen, but you acknowledge, I see how this is hurting you. I see how this is, is causing you pain. And I'm with you through this. Acknowledging, mm-hmm. acknowledging that hurt is, is a, a is a big deal. And even saying, hey, I've, I've been hurt before, too. I get it, you know? So listening and acknowledging the hurt, I think, are huge when it comes to beginning the process of getting people good, godly counsel. And this is this one is the biggest to me because I hear this so often, those weird little sayings that we yeah, have, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, and that is number five, which is be careful of platitudes. Be careful of platitudes. Now, let me, let me tell you what a platitude is. A platitude is, is one of those sayings that you just say over and over again. <laughs> yes. And uh, you, you mean it, but you kind of don't mean it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, There's some that are just wrong. There's exactly. some platitudes we use that are just wrong, right? Like, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, come on, find me that in Scripture. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's, 
It's not how it works. Or you, you hear the, the, the one that, you know, probably all of us have heard at one time or another, uh, God doesn't give you any more than you can handle. Which say, is what, not in scripture. What about the apostle Paul when he lost he, his head? He had a lot. Know? That was you more than he saying? could handle. I mean, so. we're all, and, and, and God sometimes strategically gives yeah. us more than we can handle. So we'll put our trust and faith mm-hmm. in him. And so just be careful of saying those kind of things because they're unscriptural. And if they're unscriptural, they're not helpful. They're hurtful. God doesn't close a door that he didn't open a window. Th- there you go. Right. You that that sounds those. cute, but come on. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, and I do. And, and, and the reality is, even when you say things that are scriptural, mm-hmm. um, that's what people need to hear. Mm. And, and I want to be careful how I say this. Yes, we need please. to speak scripture into people's lives, but knowing when to speak that yeah, truth into someone's life where it's received well. Because, you know, one of the things that we'll say, which is an absolute true statement that I believe wholeheartedly, you know, is, is, um, no, it's going to be okay. God is going to get you through this. Mm. You're going to be fine. God's going to make a way. He's going to get you through this. And mm. at the end, you're going to look back and see from God's perspective. That is an absolute true statement. And I need to speak that truth in someone's life that God is there with you. But how do I say that in a way mm-hmm. that's going to be received well? You know, One what day saying? you're going to be on the other side oh, of this. One day, that and, I, and I'll idea. always say that and every, and every time I have an opportunity. But but just listening and mm-hmm. not starting with that yeah, or yeah. you know, not, just being careful with those th- statements that we often make and making sure they're timed well so they're received well. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, 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 you know, Proverbs you know, says that there's a lot of wisdom in an aptly timed aptly word. T- timing is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. And so that's, that's a skill to develop. It's just, again, it's, it's, it's listening. It's acknowledging the hurt and it's knowing exactly when to bring that truth in to say, okay, God is with you. He's faithful and, and all the, uh, and, and what I, what I know just from years of experience is that, that people I'm talking to, they receive that word much better. They receive that scriptural truth. Mm-hmm. Again, like you were saying at the beginning, Trey, when they know that I care yeah, and yeah. I express my care for them when I'm willing to listen and when I'm willing to acknowledge the hurt, mm-hmm. when I do those things, then, then, um, then I'm able to speak that truth in someone's life and it's received well. So be careful of the platitudes because I think oftentimes what we we'll want to do is, is just, uh, you know, somebody starts to talk about, well, God's going to be, it's okay. God's, God's with you. Well, that's true. God's got this. I've God, heard that God's so many God's got times. this, yeah. you know, and that's true. Yes. Absolutely true. Just be careful of when you, you, you make that true statement. And that's not a platitude, obviously. That's a truth. Um, but just be careful of when you make those statements uh, so that, um, you know, the, they're received well. The timing is, is critical. Uh, my brother-in-law went through the COVID and was in the hospital and was in a very bad place emotionally. Yeah. And that was when all of a sudden we jumped on with all the platitudes yeah. and the scripture yeah. and everything. And we helped him. I yeah. mean, it literally helped him. And that was a timing issue. It was a timing issue. Yeah. Because we knew that this was when he needed it. And we literally came around him on Facebook of all places yeah. and gave him that encouragement because we couldn't access him obviously in the hospital, but there is a good, there is a good place for it. Just, yeah. just uh, make sure that you time yeah. it properly. And it's, it's necessary. It's not a good place for it. It's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary to speak those truths. Again, we're just saying that mm-hmm. we will make sure that we do it well, that we put ourselves in a position that people will be able to receive those truths. Well, amen. Number six, let your past experiences be a tool for ministry. Yeah. Because again, we, we want, we, we said that, you might have gone through a situation before that's similar to something someone else is going through, 
but there's still some differences there, mm-hmm. but there's still a tool as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, talking with someone who's having some relationship issues, maybe you've been through some similar relationship issues and you can use that past experience as a tool to mm-hmm. minister and say, Hey, I've been there before. I know what it's like. Let me tell you what I did or yeah. how I got through it. I mean, that's good to use those past experiences or what I've found really helpful, um, as you know, a, a, a counselor or a pastoral counselor, I guess is better or whatever I am. Um, what I've found helpful is, you know, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. It might be something I've not gone through. I'm going to still listen. I'm going to give counsel. I'm going to say, Hey, I know someone who's gone through that is on yeah, the other side. Yeah, I've done can, I, that. can I hook you up with them? Okay, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to meet that person and let them encourage you or something, you know? And again, it's, it's just knowing my limitations mm-hmm. that, that I'm not an expert in everything and I haven't been through everything. Um, and, and so, so I'm going to give counsel. I'm going to say, Hey, here, here's how I think scripture helps you with this. But I also know someone who has some personal experience with this. Let me connect you with that person mm-hmm. or even listening. And this is where, you know, you have to be wise as well. If I'm listening to someone explain an issue that is not something I've gone through, I've given that scriptural wisdom, scriptural wisdom, but they, I know they need more help than what I can give. It is that process of saying, okay, I think, I think it'd be helpful if you found someone who is a therapist yes. to sit down and talk with and just knowing that again, no, know when to refer to somebody yeah, that yeah, yeah. has a better yeah, understanding yeah. Of, of the human mind yeah, and emotions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I mean, I think it's, it's good to use uh, your past experiences as a tool to help. I mean, mm-hmm. God's shaped you through those past experiences. He's brought you through those things for his glory and for your good. And he wants you to use those past experiences as a tool for ministry and just being able to do that and encourage, Hey, I've been there. I know what you're going through. Let me show you, uh, let me give you testimony how God brought me through. I think is a really powerful story and, and it really does help. Yeah. I think it's important for us to not waste a single sorrow. God didn't bring us through that just so we could say, well, they went through that. I mean, we are there as uh, the second Corinthians chapter one talks about so that we can yeah. encourage others. Even comfort with what, be a comfort. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. All righty. So, um, not only do we let our past experiences be a tool for ministry, number seven, and this is probably where we need to really uh, work is let scripture be the source of your counsel. Yes. Yes. Scripture is the best tool mm-hmm. for helping people who are struggling because scripture uh, speaks to people where they are. I mean, God has given us his word so he might communicate to us. Mm-hmm. Now, when you read through the Bible, uh, the Bible doesn't obviously speak about every issue that you might go through. Of course not. I mean, right? I mean, there, there are some issues that you'll go through in life. And you're like, well, what does the Bible say about this? Well, I mean, not them, yeah. right? They, I mean, the Bible doesn't cover every single human issue you'll go through, but the Bible does inform mm-hmm. every issue you'll go through, right? And so, so you might, you might be going through something. You're like, I don't see anything in Scripture about what I'm going through. No, but the Scripture does how you tell, does teach you how to live in every season and every circumstance of life. And so, so in your situation, here's what the Bible says about how you are to be a, a godly person, how mm-hmm. you're to persevere or where the case may be. The Bible might not speak to every single issue under the sun, but the Bible does inform how we should live uh, through every issue under Amen. the sun. And so Amen. just understanding that if you're going to be um, a, a helpful uh, follower of Jesus who gives helpful advice and counsel and wisdom to others. You need to be a student of the word and mm. you need to know how scripture speaks to the situations of life. Yeah, as we go through um, our Connected Northwood ex- expanded edition, we do the spiritual gifts inventory. Yeah. And one of the things I tell people is that, like, if you're an exhorter, you need to know how to exhort people scripturally. Yeah. So you have a lot of responsibility yeah. to know the word of God. Yeah. yeah. And just like a pastor would, I think God also uh, gives 
just a lay, not just lay people, but lay people yeah. that opportunity as well as they know the word he can use them to, to kind of transfer those yeah. principles yeah. to help people through. Yeah. A lot of times when we give advice to people or give counsel, we want to give counsel advice from things that we've heard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, Dr. Phil said this one time, yeah, or or Oprah Winfrey whatever or whoever, case may be. Yeah. listen, that's, that's not our role. Our role is to always point people back to the truth of scripture. Not something we heard somebody else say, not that colloquial kind of advice or wisdom, but what scripture says, here's your, here's how you should respond mm-hmm. based on what the word of God says. That is our role as people who are encouraging each other in the faith. Yeah. Right. You know, in the South, we are famous for those sayings, yeah. you know, yeah. and we have all kinds of things we say. And a lot of times I'll sit, people will mention those things. I'll be at a, uh, at a wake or something and somebody's trying to give comfort to somebody and I'm just rolling my eyes saying, yeah. folks, yeah. that ain't Bible. Yeah, you right. Know? Like he just earned his wings or whatever the case may be. <laughs> whatever yeah, it is. And you're on. going, ah. let's, let's point people through the scripture. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Number eight, point people yeah. to Jesus. So scripture obviously points us ultimately to Jesus mm-hmm. and just that reminder that in every situation we go through, Jesus really is the answer. Mm-hmm. That that our hope is ultimately in a Savior who is going to take this broken world and someday return and make everything right. The reality is when you're counseling someone or giving them some scriptural wisdom or advice, um, their situation might not ever get better. Yep. That's sad. And it happens. But that's reality. It happens. It might never get better until Christ returns and make mm. things right. And some and so so sometimes, you know, that that not sometimes, all the time, that is the ultimate hope we give. I don't know what's gonna happen to you over the next mm-hmm. five years. I pray and hope it gets better. And I think if you you do this, you'll I mean you, you might see these improvements or whatever the case may be, but you might find yourself in some situations that just aren't gonna get better. Mm-hmm. That's just life. And it's it's sad and unfortunate. But there's gonna come a day that God does ultimately make all things better forever. Mm-hmm. And so we point people to that hope and, 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 you know, and part of that, you know, God is using some of those, those seasons where it just doesn't seem to be getting better. He uses some of those seasons to give us that longing for what's eternal, yeah. for what is better, yeah. you know? And, you know, that, that typically happens with when you're doing marriage counseling yeah, because somebody will say, well, I need my wife too. I need my husband too. Yeah. You know, and, and I always tell them, well, what we can do is we can work on you. Yeah. That's yeah. all we can do. Yeah. I can't work on your husband. Yeah. He's not even here. Yeah. You know, so I can't work on your wife because she's not even yeah. here, but I can work on you and we can start the process of just getting this idea of who Jesus is to me and, and really do point him to Jesus right. say, right. Jesus has called us to, to a better relationship with right. him. All right. Number nine, and we're done. Keep the lines of communication open. Yeah. What I mean by that is often when you have an opportunity to sit down with somebody and give them some godly counsel or some wisdom. That is the initial conversation mm-hmm. and just checking on people. If you have the opportunity to, um, you know, have some uh, time with someone and give them some counsel to maybe text them a few days later. Hey, I just want you to know, I'm still praying for you. Think about you. Is there anything I can do for you or a week from now or a month from now, just kind of continuing yeah. to check in and keeping yeah. those lines of communication open, especially someone who's going some, through some really difficult times. They need to know that there's someone there who's got their back, who's rooting for them. Mm-hmm. And so just continuing to keep those lines of communication open is really, really important. And that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And by the way, that's what community is about. You yeah, know, when, when we're in community with absolutely. other believers, 
other believers can also speak into our Absolutely. lives. It doesn't just have to be the pastor yeah. Or, yeah. or a professional counselor. Other believers can speak into the lives of people. Absolutely. And remember them and say, how are you doing? I know you were struggling with this last last month, yeah. last week or whatever. That's so, right. That's right. And that's why we our best spiritual growth comes in community. It does. It Amen. certainly does. Absolutely. Well, Pastor, this has been really... We did good, Trey. Yeah, I think it's... We got uh, through nine, nine ways... Scott was worried. 27 minutes, 25 seconds, 26 seconds. 20, we did it. Yeah, we did it. So, very And even good. talked about the Georgia Championship. We did all That's kinds of things. That's a great podcast. It is oh, a good man, one. Oh, man, we did a great job. Everybody needs to make sure everybody <laughs> hears this podcast. Uh, the, the all right, brother. Information. But I do hope this is helpful. I hope Amen. this has been encouragement and blessing. Cool. And yeah. Well, why don't you close us out and get us ready for next so, week, brother. Cue the music. Here we go. I hope this has been helpful for you today. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged. And I do hope that uh, today's podcast... Uh, has helped you to think about how to give good biblical wisdom away. If this has helped you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You can have new content delivery device every single week. Leave a five-star review that helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.